Good afternoon, everyone. It's office hours. We are all around the world. I'm here in Orlando. Lane Bartlett looks like he's finally home from his world travels. Finally. And uh, we have our first guest as well in the Buck Stops here. But before we get to Buck Wise, can you think of a better name indicative of what we're trying to do here? Uh, you know, it's interesting, Blaine. Uh, as I've been touring, I want to give a big shout out to Gigi and to Reluca. I just hurried away here from Mexico City and had just a unique experience uh, with Tom Brady and Tom Bilyeu and Chicharito at the convention center, sold out, ridiculous experience. And little did I know that it was because of community that we've built, uh, a community of people that are looking to help each other and know people that can help each other. And it's truly the differentiator today in my life a frequency that's my neighborhood and uh, Reluca and Gigi, especially Gigi in this case, the reason I was invited to speak with extraordinary people and pinch myself that uh, this is how I can actually make a living was Gigi set the whole thing up for me. Uh, and I didn't even know about it. Talk about humility. Never once did she say, Hey, why don't you thank me? You moron. You, I gave you an incredible life experience. So without any, Further ado, I just want to give a big shout out before we start into Luke and GP and for all that you do for our community. It really meant a lot, a lot to me personally, uh, but to a community that I serve there, giving them an experience as well uh, in Mexico City, which has led to even more opportunity, of course. And the reason I brought that story up, not only to acknowledge these wonderful women that produce the show, but to acknowledge Buck Wise, uh, who created the closing day agency specifically uh, to build a community and to realize the social si the social silo that has extraordinary power that so many people don't understand uh, for a variety of reasons. So I want to welcome you, Buck, uh, to office hours and thank you as well you, for helping so many people create their communities, their and, and frequencies to provide yeah. value. That's right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I'm just excited to be here. I love, you know, I think we share that passion, David. We just like helping people, I think, as a purpose in what we do. The money's good. And, you know, knowing how to make money is important. And obviously, no purpose can be served if you don't know how to make money because you're going to get stifled to some degree. And so I think at the end of the day, the older I get, first of all, the more peace I find, which is good, right? I'm not as hopped up as I used to be. Um, but, but as I grow, I realize that it really is the thing that serves me. The thing that, that makes me happy is watching people succeed. But, but I've learned lately that it really is, if I think of like, who's the perfect avatar, the type of entrepreneur I like to work with this, maybe you've heard this before. So let me throw this out. I'm getting inundated with it right now. If you're rewatching this later somewhere else, it's October 26, two, two, zero, two, three, 2023. And there, there is a type of entrepreneur who right now is going, you know what? Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away and Christmas is right around the corner. So what I've decided to do is take a little pause, a little break, and then I'm going to reassess and I'm going to hit Q1 really hard. And if that's you, we should never work together. We should never be partners. Those are not the people that I work with. And it happens right now at the end of October, every year, every entrepreneur that thinks like that starts to slow down. And if they only knew the data, the fact that the most viewed 
social media day of the year is Thanksgiving, number one, Thanksgiving day. More eyeballs online, Thanksgiving day. Number two, what other day in the year? Christmas. Why? Because none of us are at work. We're doing this on the couch with Uncle Bob, right? We're all we're bored out of our mind talking about politics, Trump and Biden, and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the war. And you're just like, uh, just let me watch David Meltzer's Instagram. It's way more entertaining right, right than Uncle Bob, you know? So, like, I'm looking for entrepreneurs that want to go hard and don't make excuses and, you know, the interest rates are you know, or the wars taking place. And so I'm just going to sit back and relax. And that's what I'm really finding out. The older I get, I look for the people that are headed in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. Before I, I let blame elevate the conversation as he always does, a couple of things hit home with what you said is, you yeah. know, just number one, you know, before they had even social media, I always said, who do you think is dying to do deals? the guys that love to do deals during the holidays, like mm -hmm. <laughs> no great statistical success than being the guy that's looking for a deal during the holidays because you get guys who love to do deals and they don't get many choices. All the rest of the year, they have so many choices and options and now they're dying for their fix. Why <laughs> yes. not even if you have a city deal be their fix? And I think the same thing holds true. Uh, in yeah. that. And then the other thing that resonates when you're talking about money, uh, because I think the money mindset is something is a value add mindset and abundant mm -hmm. mindset. Those people that understand making money truly have an abundant philosophy. Um, I think that you could live an extraordinary life like Mother Teresa, but mm -hmm. most people don't have the patience mm -mm. and the faith that Mother Teresa have. So if right. you have the faith and the patience of Mother Teresa, then go do good every single day and you will be passionate and purposeful in your life and, and live a fulfilled journey but I have human nature is the antithesis of Mother Teresa. And so if you're a normal human being like Blaine, Buck, and I, then realize the importance of money to compensate for your lack of patience. By the way, <laughs> just for, just because we're spitting out data, Mother Teresa's net worth when she died was $120 million, just so everybody There you knows. go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a data point I never knew. Me neither. I almost, I almost said she probably ended up with more money than most people. She did one hundred and twenty million to be exact. That's right. The buck stops here crazy. with wisdom in the wise. Blaine, <laughs> speaking of the buck and the wise, uh, you are my mentor for that very reason. To call me on my bullshit and to feed your wisdom and feed me and feed others around me. Uh, I'm sure he has stimulated some interest. What 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 are we talking about? Well, yeah, I'm. I've been. I'm fascinated, Buck, here by. Uh, I, I love data. I love crunching data. Me too. <laughs> because, because there's a story in it. There's a, right. you know, there's a narrative that kind of gets woven through. And if you've got the anchor points, you know, that, and literally data points that anchor the story, things get to be really interesting. Yes. Um. So the 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 question I've got here has to do with you know closing day, mm -hmm. and the entrepreneurial. You know, riff that you just went into about, you know, let's coast through the holidays. Oh, man. I'm, you know why I'm tore up? Because I'm hearing it right now, October 26th. And I, I had too. two people yesterday go, you know, should I wait till January? Like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, I'm, I'm launching, yeah, I, I wrote a mastermind program and I'm yeah. launching the fourth, ver, you know, the fourth, yeah, it's a year long deal. Launch, mm -hmm. I'm launching in uh, January. But what was, I was talking to my media people the other day and they're going, well, you know, 
we're, we're kind of getting into a holiday period here and it's going to be kind of south. And I'm going, that's what I want. Yes. I want to get this stuff in front of people during that's the funny. holiday. Cause if the kind of people I want in this program are the ones that are paying attention during the holiday because right. they're, they're looking for where can I, you know, what can I pull? How can I work it? Work, yeah. All yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Now you, you, you did a lot of work with Grant mm -hmm. Cardone. Yep. I was there and three years as his chief marketing officer in his ventures business. Beautiful. So in your day, you know, closing day agency, how do you craft a narrative for mm -hmm. that kind of an entrepreneur that we're looking at mm -hmm. that, yeah, can, that, that literally serves as a differentiator because there's agencies all over the place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're doing some stuff that's kind of interesting here that I think is fat, you know, you know, worth exploring. How do you yeah. craft that narrative? How do you, yeah, you first know, get them interested in the craft the narrative for it? Yeah, I, I'll go back to a couple of uh, case studies and scenarios to help piece the story together. But I do want to go back to one of your points about data because you said it, and not enough people say this. Data alone is not enough. Some people are like, I've got data. Data needs to tell a story. And so that's why they created the role of the data scientist. Their job was to say, well, if I have, think about it. Amazon has over 800 data points on one consumer. But those 800 data points don't tell the full picture unless somebody weaves them together to say, this is their intent. This is their behavior. This is why they make decisions. And this is why you should serve them this product at this time so that they buy more. And so I, I did want to just note that like you're dead on with telling a story with data. But to go back to the persona of the entrepreneur that I would want to work with at Closing Day Agency, first of all, we're digital centric. So if somebody's like, I just need public relations and I want to be on TV and uh, I occasionally, you know, I occasionally would like to uh, up my profile with some, some, maybe some articles in the newspaper, like this is probably not a fit for us. We're very digital centric. We believe in the ability to connect with as many people as possible. I call it digital to physical. So going from digital all the way down to physical, because that's where the real relationships are made. And a lot of people do that, but sometimes they do it harder instead of smarter. And so what we really, what our forte is and what we fast ourselves with is being able to construct a strategy that lets you continue to operate the business without losing time from your content creation, your brand pillars, your consumer targets, and really honing in on the big thing, the most important thing, the results that you get. But how do I craft the persona? How do I, how do I make the connection with that entrepreneur? I would go back to Reverend John, our buddy John Maxwell. Yeah, because, because John Maxwell talks about law of magnetism. And the truth is, if you're really good at what you do, nobody, you don't have to sell anybody. They're asking you for support. So I live the lifestyle that I teach. I was on a stage yesterday with 800 real estate agents here in Scottsdale for a big fairway mortgage conference. And I'm, I'm teaching them about the ability to stay consistent with their message, understand how to niche to their target, and how every single day, it's just like muscle memory, every day you need to be telling the story that resonates, connects, and builds more trust with that consumer. That's how you magnetize them. If I wasn't doing that every day, how much validity or credibility would I have as, as a quote-unquote thought leader if they went to my account and I wasn't doing the same thing? So I magnetize the people that want to be doing what I'm doing. They see me talking about different products, services, clients that I work with. By the way, we work with 
really cool clients. Ryan Serhant out of New York, Bravo TV, Million Dollar Listing. Uh, Glenn Sanford from Success Magazine. We're helping all of them orchestrate their speaking events, their brand, their educational products. And, and so when they see that we're not just talking about it, we're doing it, the persona comes to us. It really is magnetizing. Um, so much so that we, you know, a lot of people ask me this. I'm not saying this is right, but this is the state of the 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 state of our business. We don't do any paid funnels for business development for the agency. We could, we probably should. If I were advising myself, I'd say you need to diversify because one day organic might dry, right? You should have funnels in place. But the truth is, my ability to connect with more people on stages my ability to connect with at least 500 new people online every single day organically has been enough for us to be able to drive a $50 million agency in less than two years. And so we've got, you know, we've got a really successful business and we're doing it all organically, which is sort of what I preach to people is you don't need to buy all the expensive equipment. You just need to get real tight and real clear on who are you, who are they, and how do we build trust faster to close that cycle? And that's really it. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm being friends with Grant, Ryan, and Glenn. I'm gonna see Ryan next week at a real estate conference as well. And we've been bragging nice. about Buck. Uh, but the one thing as we started, uh, as we bring on Talia next, um, is your lack of funnels because you're building that community, and that community continues for a lifetime to buy from you and sell for you. That's and right. Those communities are attached to Grant, Ryan, and Glenn, and others uh you can see why i think although you may advise yourself in the funnel strategy you can only uh do what you can do and the capabilities that you have even as such a large agency probably couldn't handle the amount of this time it takes to qualify uh the people that you would attract with that funnel so i would stick to what you're doing buck and thank continue. you david we have other shows for you we see you on more of our stages more of our tv shows this let's guy do it knows everything about uh, data proven approach uh whether you are uh, think, looking for david it doesn't I think, matter paid paid unpaid email production community yes. strategy management this guy does it all and his team is even better than he is and he gives yes. credit all the time thank you david thank you, buck by the way i think i'm on stage with you in san francisco at arjun's event we're on the same oh, stage okay, perfect yeah with ryan. we'll be there with ryan yes we're all there right. i will maybe, be there i will do it in person how you can we can sit down and talk about how you can help me and, and uh, Blaine as well. Let's do it. That's Guys, awesome. thanks for having Small me on. World. I appreciate it. <laughs> Good to see you. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, Buck. Buck Wise, Closing Day Agency. I'm going to be with him next week up in San Francisco. Come and see us at our noon, and I think I'll be there Friday. Maybe, I don't know. I'm I'm so so all over the you're, place. You're bouncing all uh, over the place, everybody. I, I literally use my own text message, the one that's up there on the scroll, to alert me where I'm supposed to be next. I know it's supposed to be for the community to meet up with me, but I don't even know. But uh, luckily, Talia knows where we are. Yes. And she's the CEO of Kuzai Global. And I is so fascinated uh, with her book, obviously, Blame It, is re relative to a book that you and I wrote together. It's The Power of Conscious Connection for yep. Habit to Transform How You Live and Lead in a Disconnected World uh, that disconnection is seems to be, sorry, Tali, further and further. I call it separation. And it's not just separation uh, of each other, but it's separation of faith. Uh, and a long time ago, 
uh, president said this is the first time that ever parents cannot guarantee a better future for their children. And we've continued to separate in that belief uh, as well. I think your book does an amazing job of understanding habits that we need to form in order to facilitate closing of that gap and separation uh, and connection uh, because we are moving in the wrong direction. Which leads me to my first question is, what do we need to do? What's one of the habits that we can utilize in order to facilitate in that gap of separation? Fabulous. You know, well, thanks for having me. This is this is great. I'm going to piggyback off. Let, let's make this real strategic first, and then we'll get into the the habits of uh, separation. This is your show. You do you go wherever you want to go. <laughs> Blaine and I just pretend to know what we're doing. This is perfect. What, what, what's great about this is I was thinking it would be like asking someone that's in tech to go over into a new organization that's science, and they're supposed to have the skills to figure out how to drive that organization to the top of the game. So here's the deal. We are living in a completely new world. And what's interesting is, is I think we all think that it's intuitive, the skills that we need to connect and to deal with people, mm -hmm. with diversity, with all the changes. And so there is some new training. There is a movement of some, of some intentional ideas and skills that we need to stay connected in an environment that's very, very different than what we were either raised in or than what we once knew. And tomorrow it might change. So what I've done in this book that I'm super excited about, I've read so many different books and I've studied some of the great leaders. We mentioned Mother Teresa on, on your previous conversation, Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, all of these great leaders. And I've studied, you know, Reverend John, he mentioned all of the greats. And there are four core things that are timeless that we need to be intentional about and develop skills around so that we can not only feel connected, but we can continue to do the right things at the right time to achieve our goals and our dreams. And so those habits are, and by the way, I'm I'm very strategic. I'm not as fluffy as maybe some people might wanna uh, brand me as. I, I'm, I'm into numbers, I'm into data, I'm a strategy gal. Um, but completely incidentally, the habits that I came up with make up the acronym love. It was, it was just, it was so lovely. And I'm, I am a, I am a love bug, but a strategic love bug. Um, <laughs> a pragmatic love bug. <laughs> yes, I, I, I do love, I mean, what else in the world? I'm, I'm smiling just thinking of the word. Um, but these habits are to listen, but really strategically listen in a very intentional and deliberate way. I know we've, we feel like we've heard of listening before, but there's some critical pieces to observe. So I'm talking to be a real strategist. What's the connection between my tone and my magnetism and my results, right? What's the connection between isolating and working on an app all day and going to a conference and really shaking hands? Where are your results? So observing that. Aligning with values. So one thing that I've seen, David and Blaine, is that we're doing all this stuff. It's great. Some of us are succeeding, but I talk behind the scenes and we're miserable. <laughs> so you want to make sure that when you wake up in the morning, what's all this for? And so this intentional effort every single day of aligning with your values. And then lastly, you've got all this good data. You're aligned with your values. Now you're ready to go out into the world. So we have some very specific communication strategies so that you can concisely with purpose and with passion communicate all of those things that you've listened to, you've observed, and how you've aligned. So that's the the short and skinny there. <laughs> I love it. No pun intended. I do. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, you, you ought to trademark that. That's. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, uh, the the title of the book, I particularly like uh, you know the the uh, the power of conscious connection. And it was the, as soon as I read it, and I don't know, I mean, this just kind of popped into my mind. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, yeah, conscious uncoupling. Yes. And there's there's and I and I mentioned that in the context of a spectrum. Yeah. Connection, yeah, connecting and disconnecting. And what you're speaking to is maintaining basically a relationship regardless of the form that the relationship is taking. That's kind of my takeaway on this. So how do I honor the literally the sacredness of the relationship? Because, yeah, my relationships are me. Yeah, how, how, yeah, how I come to define who I am is a function of the relationships that I have. And coupling and uncoupling. So the, the idea of values. When you're working with folks, Talia, I'm, I'm interested here because values is an interesting conversation. There's things that I value, and then there are my values. Do you come into uh, a conversation with folks about making that distinction so that, you know, that for the sake of what, which is my values, is, is, is really kind of the forefront of what they're doing? Yeah, don't you love the human mind? We really like to put things in a box and make it so clear and neat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think values, if we can allow it to just be beautifully and messy for just a moment, but, mm -hmm. but what our values are, we might come up with these words. We might have family integrity. My, my value, I love freedom and I love adventure, right? Those kinds of things. Um, so from those values, you probably will value people and things that reflect that. Yeah. If you're being authentic, right? If you're really clear about who you are and what you want, you'll start to kind of see how you're driving yourself toward those things. And so what I, what we talk about, or what I talk about a little bit in the book is just the alignment with that. I have something called, it's one of my favorite things, David, I've, I've watched you. I haven't talked to you as much blame, but um, this idea, it's called the identity game. And I actually like to also call it identity therapy. So Sometimes we're not so clear on our values and we also aren't even clear about who we are and what we want and where we're going. People are confused. You don't want to admit it, but it's confusing, right? It's, you know, it's all these different goals and all these different strategies and our values change kind of by the month, right? We change it like underwear. So the identity game is to find someone. I change my underwear more than once a month. Just oh, okay. Record. More That's than good. once a month. That's a good thing. That's yeah. great. turn it inside out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, wonderful. I'm glad, I'm glad. Thanks for that distinction. But with, yeah. with values, so here's the identity game. You identify somebody that you really, in your mind, you're like, I love them. They're great. So I like the character Harvey from Suits. Have you watched that show? Yeah. Okay. He is just, <laughs> he's so cool, right? So he just has this, the way he is. And so I actually challenged one of my clients to take a challenge that they had. They lost their job. They were really in a transition, feeling awful. And so I said, right now, you can't really align with your values because you're too scared and you're too depleted. So we're going to put you aside for now and let's use Harvey. He's going to hop into your life like Freaky Friday, like that movie. And what would he do if he was dealt your exact cards, your exact life right now? And this actually changed this person's life because he ended up saying, well, he would pull out his Rolodex, he would find his connections, he would go knock on someone's door, <laughs> um, and he would start deal making. And so I said, and what about you can't do that? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, let's pull out the Rolodex and let's start deal making. But he had to get this new 
conception. And so how that's connected to values is that he really values relationships. Mm-hmm. And that the fact that he identified that as a part of Harvey is that that showed him what he's drawn to, right? And so there are these little ways that we can find some clarity and, and move us to really new ideas and new possibilities. It's a Great beautiful tie-in. We have so many shows to put you on. And it's uh, if anyone's read uh, Michael Herman's Alter Ego Effect, uh, okay. it's the same type of idea. You know, I tell my friend to put, you know, Tony Gwynn's uh, baseball card in his back pocket while he's playing. Yes. Uh, just other little tricks uh, that Harvey and others can reassess how to listen, observe, value, and engage. A great book to change your life, to expand to a better self, The Power of Conscious Connection. Talia, just make us a promise before we let you go. Please come back. I will. I definitely will. I, I love the conversation before. So I'd love to come back and talk some strategy too. Yeah, well, we might have to throw you on my TV show as well. You are too much of a talent to hide from the world and your book is too talented as well. So thank you so much for bringing it. Appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thanks, Talia. Take care. That was awesome. Wow. What a great oh, vibration. I yeah. just feel good. I want. I didn't want to let her go. I know we're running over in time, and uh, Trent's in the in the wings. They're going, what the f? These guys are cute talking in, to her, in, and 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 now I got bar that's set so high. This is just a double whammy. Tech Valley's <laughs> finest, TechValleyShuttle.com. The founder and CEO Trent Ben Braff in the house. Thanks for your patience, and thank you for joining us. No, thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this and I was enjoying the last conversation as well. So no rush. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, I know when someone's bringing it, they, we have that going for us as you sit in the green room. At least they're like, oh, this is a, at least I learned something here. Um, you know, I've spent a, a lot of my career uh, understanding the appreciation of differences. And a lot of people spend their life trying to create equity and inclusion by making us all the same. And I've always taken a different approach with Warren Moon, who is uh, the first black quarterback in the Hall of Fame, who they didn't let play quarterback for six years, to Jackie Robinson and the Kente family. And everybody wanted to always uh, separate us and try to find and look to similarities. And there's nowhere we need an appreciation of differences more uh, than in business. Um, And the separation is becoming intolerable to me to think about how few people are capitalized because we can't appreciate the differences. Uh, and it's counterintuitive and counter-economic. Uh, and the data is there now because we have that capability as well. Tech Valley Shuttle uh, really helps uh, to appreciate the differences and to provide options, opportunities, touches favor to those that are marginalized by a predisposed socioeconomic idea that we have to be equal instead of appreciating the differences. Agreed, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Tech and, Valley Shuttle. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, give, give us a little background, you know, your own personal journey, how you learned uh, the distinction between the two and how Tech Valley is really making a difference in those communities. Gotcha. Well, it was uh, really through lived experience. Um, I'm someone who's formerly incarcerated. Uh, so as a teenager, 19, I was sentenced to a 12-year prison sentence um, uh, for a nonviolent drug offense. Um, after doing about seven, seven, about seven years in total, uh, uh, three and a half incarcerated, three and a half on probation, uh, parole. Um, my story, my journey really was about how do I find success in the workplace? And so I started off, my big break was cleaning a toilet at a hotel 
And um, within five years, I worked my way up to the operations manager in that hotel. Um, then, you know, I pivoted into property management. I ran property for about a year or two because they said I didn't have sales experience. Um, although I did, uh, selling drugs was an experience and it doesn't right. translate good during HR. But organizations really do need to take a better uh, look at understanding people's skill sets because that was still a skill set that could have been a value to the organization if they would have, you know, massaged it a little bit. And so, um, and that's literally what we do at Tech Valley Shuttle today. Um, so Tech Valley Shuttle was started as a hotel-based transportation company when I was in the hotel industry. And uh, we've pivoted and we've grown, actually expanded into being community-based. And so today it's our mission to combat poverty through transportation solutions. And so we do services that address food insecurity, uh, access to employment, uh, reducing recidivism rates, the school to prison pipeline. Um, and we're doing all of this through transportation. Um, additionally, to your point, when it comes to staffing, 100 percent of my team is made up of underserved populations, including myself. 80 percent of us have been justice impacted, while the other 20 percent identify as having disabilities. And yet we've still been named one of the best places to work the last two years. I'm this year's SBA small business person of the year for the impact that we've had. And as I always tell my team, we were the ones that were counted out, but now look at us today. We're the ones that are providing impact. And so, you know, I just think other employers can learn from that and they can learn that we need diversity, especially as we're talking C-suite, we need individuals that actually look like the areas that we represent instead of just peers who look like who we who we are. That way we're thinking a little bit more outside of the box. And even at Tech Valley, the way we landed on these different services were through conversations with our staff and individuals who, who battled these different insecurities. Trent, I'm, I'm fascinated here. Um, one of the best places to work, okay? And yeah, the, the, uh, the makeup of the organization, as you're describing, yeah. What conversation do you have with your teams, with the folks in your organization that has resulted in the kind of uh, ethos that you have in the company that basically puts it in the position that it's in right now? Because it's done through conversation. You've got folks coming in that have been put down, you know, mashed down, you know, you know, denigrated. I mean, all, how, what's the conversation? What's the conversation that you're doing that you're you know, facilitating in, internally? Uh, the conversation really comes down to uh, in the simplest form, mm -hmm. getting to know who our team is and trying to understand what their goals are, because uh, their goals, we built, their goals are keyword. Um, because yes. when they come to work every day, they pour into my vision. It wasn't their vision to start Tech Valley Shuttle, and yet. They come and they show up and they do a good job every day. And it's, it, I think employers need to understand that employees can go anywhere they want. Um, and if they're showing up every day, pouring into your vision, it is very important that you pour into their vision the same way. And so everyone on my team knows I will give them myself. I do, we do things, I think, very non-traditional in the fact that, you know, we invest in individuals' growth outside of Tech Valley Shuttle. We want to see people be successful long-term. And for me, the big thing for me, my mission is I don't want to see someone go back to jail. And so I could give you an opportunity. What you do with that opportunity is on you and how far you take that opportunity is on you. 
But one thing for certain, when you come to Tech Valley Shuttle, you're we got one way to, to one way in, two ways out. Meaning we're going to teach you at least two skill sets that you can continue to bring on uh, with you wherever you go. Um, understanding that odds are with those skill sets, you'll put yourself in better positions in life. One it. way in, two ways out. That's <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Trademark yeah, that again. I'm, I'm on. A trademark. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I probably should. <laughs> and, and Trent, you know, just to finish up, and we're gonna have you back on another show as well. And I know Blaine uh, has a, another show that he'd love to explore some things. But one of the things that I found uh, living in a world of not enough, you know, those who have been just this impact or have grown up with socioeconomic uh, struggles. Uh, life is hard for everyone. And what happens is, is that the human capability doesn't always know or understand outcomes. And so mm. if our perspective is I'm a victim and the outcomes are perceived because we don't have the capability of knowing or understanding an outcome is propelling or promoting us like an opportunity that you may give and, you may have constructive criticism for someone that shows up late, for example, and try to teach them that, mm -hmm. hey, I'm giving you an opportunity to change your understanding that being punished for being late is promoting you. Uh, how best have you been able to uh, inspire people that may predispose to feeling like a victim by helping them and constructively helping them? I find mm -hmm. that to be a great challenge. Or do you just weed them out higher fast? No. Uh, so what we actually do is, once again, I think it's communication and we listen to our team. And so uh, understanding that a big portion of our team has been justice impacted, we actually did internal surveys and we asked the team how they felt about being written up, specifically the word write up. And uh -huh. um, and we were able to identify through those surveys that most of the individuals on our team had a trauma with that, either being incarcerated when they heard write up it automatically played with their uh, freedom, jeopardized their freedom. Um, and then even they went on to say in many workplaces, they felt as soon as they were written up, that became the gateway of an employer trying to get them out the door. And so um, in listening to that, we decided, you know what, we're not going to do a write up. Let's do a coaching because Dave, a coaching goes back to exactly what you were saying. It's more so get your head in the game. This is what we expect from you. This is where the team is going. And this is what we need you to do. Get back out there and execute like a coach would tell you. And um, and that's literally the same sort of concept. We don't want you to feel that uh, we're setting you up to get rid of you. No, we just want to show you did make an error based upon how we operate. However, it can be fixed. And this is the expectation moving forward. And I think I a lot of employers just need to listen more. Yeah, and I, I love that. I think, you know, I have a definition of a coach, which is someone who brings the best out of us and to incorporate that into the idea of, hey, here's a coaching tip for you because I'm trying to bring the best out of you has a completely different energy than, of course, a write-up, uh, of course. Well, Trent, you have been a great cleanup hitter just bringing it. I especially want to shout you out uh, you. for empowering others, to empower others, creating change, proven change for people to live in abundance, to make money, help people and have fun, despite the lessons they may have learned in the past, to give a second chance or even a third chance to others to improve uh, their own journey. Uh, you are definitely a hero, CEO and founder of Tech Valley Shuttle, techvalleyshuttle.com. If you're looking for an opportunity 
an option or a touch of favor, Tech Valley is a place to work as Forbes and New York Times and many others as the business person of the year. We're blessed to have Trent Griffin Braff. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. I had a great time. And I hope Thanks, you have Trent. We'll have you back. Have your awesome back for job. sure. We'd love to. Awesome. Well, we are finishing up. What is your takeaway, my friend? It's so I, I, I ran over because I haven't seen you in like a month and a half. It feels like. I know. So what's your take? What's your takeaway of the day? I'm yeah. Something that Trent said that I'm. I'm, I'm if he does a trademark, it, I'm going to steal it, <laughs> yeah. or or borrow it with attribution. Borrow it. One one way in, two ways out. I cannot think of a better description of how life works. You've got one way in, but then you've got two ways out. You're either a victim, life is happening to me, or you act as if you have agency, life is happening for me. How do I work with it? All three of our guests in some way, shape, or form spoke to that 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 meme for me today. Yeah. One way in, two and ways life out. Life happening for Life happening for you allows you life to happen through you, and Trent's allowing life to happen through him as he's empowering so many. Uh, real quick, my takeaway is love. Uh, and listen, observe, value, and engage. Uh, find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything. And all three of these people not find the love and the lessons in their own journey, but they help other people find the light, the love, and the lessons in their journey as well. Liberating others with the light that we have to liberate their light to liberate other people's light. And that's what Blaine Bartlett's done for me. He's liberated so many different things for me and my company and my friends and my family and his wife. Thank you, Blaine Bartlett. I'm glad to have you back. I'll tell you that. We, we, we uh, uh, had quite a journey without you, but it's glad to have you back. BlaineBartlett.com, checking out my mentor. He will elevate you to elevate others. Thanks for joining me. Always. Talk soon. Awesome. Talk soon, my friend. All right, everyone. Tomorrow's free Friday training. I'm in Orlando. About to meet up in six minutes. David at dmelzer.com. Uh, I'm. That's too late for anyone to show up, uh, Raluca. But just uh, David at dmelzer.com. Next week, San Francisco, San Diego, LA this weekend. Reach out if you want to utilize the same tool I utilize to know where I'm supposed to be, to know where I am. 949-298-2905 or email me, David at dmelzer.com. Remember, if you didn't hear the message today from all three of our guests and my incredible co-host, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.